I love convocation. It really is wonderful to see friends who are back on this campus. I say often in this place that once you're part of VTS, you're always part of VTS. So you're stuck with us and we with you. And that's exactly the way it should be. And I'm delighted it is that way. I, I just want to recognize that the altar party is very special to this morning. Uh, we have, um, well, let me see. Let's see if we can agree. There are seven countries represented. Uh, Tanzania, Kenya, Nigeria, Liberia, Sudan, uh, England. <laughs> and so we had a long discussion in the vesting room as to what our presider is. And we settled on a unique country all in its own right, Puerto Rican from New York. <laughs> And that is, of course, reflecting, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. It's in our DNA, and that's the work we do, and that's captured in this occasion and in the altar party. Do you know, I'm obsessed with statistics around um, health and church attendance, so I'm going to give you some good news this morning, along with the gospel. I'm giving you the good news that uh, coming to church this morning is just like going to the gym or, or even better, going to a restaurant, looking at all those menu items which are sort of tempting, like fried chicken, mac and cheese, you know, and skipping them all and going for grilled fish and a plate of vegetables. <laughs> Why? Because in medical news today, June 2018, this I think is a fascinating study. They focused on obituaries in Des Moines and they analyzed them, and then they factored out other lifestyle factors, like marriage. Marriage is healthy for you, too. And they factored all those factors out, and they arrived at people who regularly go to church are living four years longer than those who don't. Stick this in your bulletin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's interesting is that you do have to go so studies have shown that you can be a fundamentalist Christian on the golf course or at Starbucks and you don't get the health benefits. You've actually got to be in church. My favorite study was in 1996, where it actually, in this case, the study focused on people who go to church more than three times a week. Now that's going some for an Episcopalian. So that means Sunday, that means an outreach ministry, and that means a Bible study. But those people were living seven years longer than those who don't. Uh, on average, most studies, and there have literally been hundreds of them, it's two to four years. And for ages, social scientists who are a skeptical bunch took the view that in the end it's just because, you know, the demographics of congregations are healthier than those outside. And then they did a study in 2016 of just nurses 115,000 nurses. And they discovered that women who attended religious services more than once a week had a 33% lower risk of dying in the next 16 years. No, it really is true. Church is good for you. And it's something about church that makes the difference. So we come to one of the most tricky passages, uh, the Mary and Martha narrative. 
And of course, there are a whole host of potential readings that are open to us. My own view is you have here a classic Lucan affirmation of Jesus inviting women to learn. A shocking. The presumption was Martha is not grumbling about the men not helping her. It's the sibling. It's the woman. And Jesus just says, look, it's okay. You're allowed to pause in your busyness. You're allowed to learn from Rabbi Jesus. You have a space at this table too. And perhaps that's the contrast I want to draw this morning between the busyness of Martha and the willingness to pause and listen to Rabbi Jesus. Because the gift of pausing and listening to Rabbi Jesus is you learn that you're in a universe intended. You learn that you're loved by the creator of everything that is. You learn that you're invited into a relationship with that creator. You learn that the creator of everything that is, is interested in our anxieties and concerns and fears and worries. You learn that you're invited to walk the journey of every single day with the creator of everything that is. And it's not just content that we have modeled in this gospel. We also have the invitation to pause, to put aside that email, to disregard that text, to actually not go to a meeting, but just sit, learn, listen, and absorb the good news that Jesus embodies. And I put it to you this morning that perhaps that's why church is actually really good for you. Because it is a pause in a week. Because it is a comma. It is a moment when you breathe and you locate who you are and what you are in the context of the eternal. And perhaps that's why those who create space in their lives for this discipline and habit are living longer than those who are just frenetically busy and can't find the time for that pause. So, hey, friends, you've done something really good this morning for your body. So I give you all permission to have a Krispy Kreme, fried chicken, <laughs> and enjoy the day. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.